And you're welcome. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. It is 2019, and we are ready to um, get this year started with a lot of different um, different things this year. So now that our Midwife Mondays are back on track, we did take off for New Year's Eve, but we are back now. So if you have any uh, topics that are that are you really wanted to hear about, please comment below, and we'll be happy to schedule them into our Midwife Mondays. But for today's conversation, we're talking about um, gentle cesarean births. And um, so let's just start off with, you know, we most people are intending to have a vaginal delivery. That's that's the the goal for most people. Some people, though, are choosing to have a cesarean birth for whatever reasons, and that's totally appropriate, or their birth doesn't go as they planned, or, um, yeah, I guess those are the two reasons. One, you might have it scheduled for whatever reasons are appropriate for you, or the birth wasn't going, isn't going according to the plan, and then we divert and have to have a cesarean birth. So I wanted to talk a little bit on how we can make these cesarean births as positive as possible under the best of circumstances. So they don't always have to be stressful and traumatic. I mean, you can have a beautiful cesarean birth and we want to give you some tips on how we can help you make that happen. So there's a trend, it's called gentle cesarean birth. And this topic came up today because one of our lovely, lovely um, mamas in our community asked if during a cesarean can there be delayed cord clamping. And that's what prompted me to come up with this conversation today. So yes, if you are having a cesarean delivery, so if you're planning a vaginal delivery, many people, whether you're birthing in hospital or out of hospital, have a birth plan. And so part of the birth plan should be what happens in the event that we have to have a surgical birth. And um, so check out Gentle Cesareans, and we'll add a link below to some uh, some places where you can get some really good information. But first of all, when you're going in for a cesarean birth, um, you can ask that you delay the cord clamping. It is a possible thing to have. You can ask that the baby be placed skin to skin on the delivering person, right? When the, the baby's being born, traditionally we think about cesareans as you go in and your arms are on a surgical table, right? So the tables are very narrow and your arms tend to be out to your side, and you're not technically strapped down, but you do have some things happening in your arms, right? You have an IV over here, and the, the table is very narrow. So unlike a labor and delivery table or a bed when you're in the hospital, or certainly when you're at a birth center, there's not a lot of room on the bed. So you're on this delivery table, so your arms have to go somewhere, so they're often out to the side, and they have these little kind of like wings and your arms are out to the side, and on one arm, you will most likely have your IV and receiving any of the medications that you need on one arm, and on the other arm, you have your blood pressure cuff. And generally behind you is your anesthesiologist and your partner, and then in front of you, you have this drape up, which is basically creating the sterile field, right? Because there's gonna be a major surgical procedure happening here, so you have this surgical, you have a sterile field, and you have the rest of the people in the room. You have your um, surgeon, which is generally your primary obstetrician, and he has a second on board there. So there are two people doing the surgery. And so there are a couple people on one side of you and then a couple people on the other side of you. I have not personally had a cesarean birth, but I have been present at many, many cesarean births. So um, I don't have the physical experience 
of it, but I've seen it. So you got a couple guys, a couple people over on one side of you, a couple people on the other side of you. Then in the far end of the room, you have your, um, your, um, you know, your isolate for the baby, the warmer tray. So you'll have basically a NICU team, most likely respiratory therapists. You have some technicians and you have some nurses in the room. So the room is quite crowded. There are several people in there and that's appropriate because we need those things um, to make sure you and the baby are safe and everyone is charting appropriately and everyone has all their ducks in a row because um, it is a major abdominal surgery. So, but there are things that you can ask when you go into that room prior to your surgical procedure, unless it is an emergency where you have to be put under general anesthesia, we would um, always request that you're getting an epidural or a spinal anesthesia so that you are fully conscious during your surgical birth. And when you're in there, sometimes anesthesia is behind you and he's dedicated, that person is dedicated to you to make sure that all your vitals are stable and that you're appropriately anesthetized during this procedure. Um, sometimes they will put some relaxing medicine into your IV just to calm you. And those are somewhat sedative, and so you might not be fully conscious when the baby is born. I mean, you're definitely awake, but we would ask that you, if possible, delay any relaxing medications. Epidurals or spinal epidurals, they numb you from the top of the uterus down to your toes, so you wouldn't feel any of the incision. Um, sometimes you get anxious and you feel like you can't breathe because epidurals work with gravity. So when you're laying supine or flat down on the delivery table, sometimes that epidural works its way with gravity and you, you can't feel yourself breathing and that can cause some anxiety. But anesthesia is there just sort of supporting you and letting you know that yes, your vitals are normal, you are breathing, you're oxygenating well, even though you can't feel it, which can be very, very disconcerting for the person having this procedure. But when possible, we ask that you decline any medication to make you relaxed. Also, any medication uh, for anti-nausea. Anti-nausea medications, because sometimes when they're doing the procedure, you know, you're getting jostled inside, which is totally bizarre, right? So your stomach is getting jostled and things are getting moved inside and it might cause some nausea. Um, anxiety might cause some nausea. So when they give you anti-nausea medicines such as Zofran, they are primarily to stop the nausea, but they're also somewhat of a sedative. So when possible, try to decline those things unless you absolutely need them because we want you to be very present in the room for when your baby is being born. So um, we ask that you just don't routinely get those things, that they be asked to you and you think about it and you give consent to having those relaxing medicines or those anti-nausea medicines. Um, so if you're fully aware, they can begin the procedure, your partner is in the room, and once that baby is born, you can ask that the drape be dropped so that you can see your baby being born out of your belly, and we call those belly births, right? And they're surgical births or belly births, and we, you can ask that the drape be dropped so you can see your baby coming up, which is very beautiful. Um, if you're squeamish, you don't have to do it, or they can put the drape to a certain level where you can't see your body, but you can see the baby being lifted. And then the baby can be tucked underneath the drape onto your skin so you can have skin to skin immediately upon delivery as if you were having a vaginal birth. Just now you're doing a belly birth and that baby can still, still go skin to skin. If there are any kind of devices that are monitoring your heart, such as EKG stuff, which I think 
might be routine. I don't recall, but if you are a nurse out there or a doctor out there and you want to add some um, input into the surgical births, please comment below. Because I think that for many women, they do have these EKGs on, but I'm not so sure. So you can ask that those leads be placed in such a way that don't disrupt you from holding your baby skin to skin. If there is a situation where you can't be skin to skin with your baby, you ask that your partner can be skin to skin with the baby. And that would entail cutting the cord so that your partner can immediately hold the baby skin to skin. Um, so ideally, you can witness the baby being born. The baby can go skin to skin. You can delay cord clamping in a gentle birth like that, in a gentle cesarean. Those just have to be arrangements that you're asking before you go into the surgical procedure, assuming we're not under an emergency situation where you have to be under general. Um, delay cord clamping. Then there is also something called vaginal seeding, which is um, very new. They're starting to do some research on it. There's some promising research coming out right now. And basically what that is called, and we could do another podcast on this separately about the benefits of vaginal seeding, but basically they take a gauze, they swab your vagina. It sounds a little bit bizarre. They swab your vagina to get the vaginal cultures from your normal you know, microbiome, and then they swab the baby's mouth after delivery with that microbiome from your vaginal secretions. Um, called vaginal seeding. We can add a link below so you can read some more about it. We'd be happy to do a podcast on it so we can have a discussion on that. But you can ask that the baby get some vaginal seeding, skin to skin. You can attempt breastfeeding as soon as, you know, the baby can get to the breast. Many cords are not long enough that the baby can reach the breast with the cord attached, but once the cord stops pulsing, you can clamp and cut the cord and establish breastfeeding right there in the OR, which is quite beautiful, um, as long as your arms are available. So if you have IVs going into one arm and a blood pressure cuff on the other, you could discuss with anesthesia how is the best way to release one of your arms so you can hold your baby skin to skin, but your partner is also there and can help put that baby to the breast for you even if you only have one hand available. Um, but there's lots of ways to be creative to make sure that your arms are free or your partner can assist in getting that baby skin to skin at the breast and you can establish breastfeeding right in the operating room. And then once you're ready and sutured, so you can be holding your baby while they're repairing your cesarean incision, you keep the baby skin to skin. APGARs, that one minute and five minute are visual and they can listen to the baby while the baby is on your chest. And at some point, they will bring the baby over to the warmer, and your partner can go over. They could do whatever assessments need to be made. Then that baby can come skin to skin again. And when once you're repaired and ready to go into your post-op, into your recovery room, you can ask that you can hold the baby skin to skin while you're being wheeled into that recovery room, which is your postpartum room. Um, as long as the baby's, if you're on that gurney, because you're not going to be sitting in a wheelchair, you're on the gurney and the baby can be on you, blankets over you and your babe as you get wheeled into your postpartum room. You could delay the baths, all those postpartum newborn procedures that you've talked about, whether you had a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth, can be still maintained with that cesarean birth. So you could delay the bath, you could delay um, erythromycin, vitamin K, if those are decisions you've made, you could delay any shots, you can do all the things that you were hoping to do with your vaginal birth, keep the baby skin to skin, and um, and there you have it. And that's what's called a gentle cesarean. And I know with um, 
one of our local hospitals, they are doing those with the OB that we work with uh, quite frequently. He's really terrific with offering gentle cesareans. And I think most obstetricians, excuse me, most obstetricians at this point, uh, 2019, are very much aware of gentle cesarean. And I think it's an appropriate conversation to have with your care provider as part of your birth plan. If the vaginal birth isn't going according to plan and we do need to have a surgical birth, what are our options when it comes to that? So we encourage everyone to think about it. And that way it minimizes the trauma of a birth that wasn't planned. It, it takes some of the fear away from these vaginal, uh, from these cesarean births. And you can have a beautiful delivery. The other thing is once it's time for the, the birth to happen in the operating room, you can ask all the people present, all those providers present that are there to take care of you to just reduce the chatter no shop talk, and uh, maybe you can choose music that you want to be played. You can ask that the room be as silent as possible during that surgical birth. And everyone be just mindful that this is a really sacred moment and your baby's about to be born. So even though you feel that the birth may not have gone according to your plan, it is still a beautiful birth. You're still birthing your baby. It is a belly birth. It is awesome. And you can have a voice in that operating room. So we just want you to really know that all birth is beautiful, whether they're coming out of your, your vagina, they're coming out of your belly, whether you have an epidural, you don't have an epidural, we just want you to know you always have a voice. So you can ask the people in that room to please lower their voices, please not have any shop talk, that during the birth that we just honor the sacred moment of you having your beautiful belly birth. Um, so epidural or spinal anesthesia, a spinal or an epidural are appropriate. You can ask that the talking in the room is at a minimum. You can ask that they delay the cord clamping, that the baby goes skin to skin. Try to avoid any medications that might give you any kind of sedative effect. Keep the baby skin to skin and initiate breastfeeding in the operating room. And then all of your postpartum instructions and wishes that you had um, with your vaginal delivery can all still be in place. So I hope that is helpful. We will add some links to how you can read more about gentle cesarean and vaginal seeding uh, below this podcast. And if you have any questions or concerns, you want to participate in a conversation. If I've said something that um, maybe current nurses and doctors have a point of view that you think maybe isn't appropriate or you want to add and give us more information, we are certainly open to having a positive discussion about it. So I hope that's helpful. I hope your year 2019 is off to a great start. Hopefully this rain in Southern California is going to just bring us some great green growth in the spring. So we're super thankful for the rain. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us. And we look forward to continuing our relationship in the new year.